When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Kool-Aids. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. And in today's episode, we will do a Hitafi autopsy match. Uh, thoughts on those. Craig joins me as we are going to scout a couple players that Barca should be looking at and have on their radar. Before we get into these topics, a quick message from our sponsor, NordVPN. Are you tired of hackers and cyber criminals snooping around your online activities? Do you want to safely access your favorite shows and content from anywhere in the world? Then you need NordVPN, the best VPN on the market. And the good news is that there's an exclusive birthday deal just for you. Buy NordVPN now and win extra subscription time. With NordVPN, you can protect your online activity and keep your private information away from prying eyes. And if you're traveling abroad, don't worry. Connect to a NordVPN server in your home country and safely enjoy content as if you never left. So what are you waiting for? Visit nordvpn.com Barca now to get this special birthday deal. Shield your data from snoops and criminals with NordVPN's state-of-the-art encryption. Safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, or simply browse in complete privacy. Again, visit nordvpn.com slash Barca. The link is in the show notes. Get NordVPN now and enjoy a safe and private online experience. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. So Craig McGuff joins me, and we just. Finished watching the Hitafe match, and yeah, I um, have a lot of thoughts. Uh, it's kind of funny because while I was waiting for you to come on recording, I was watching the famed Russell Crowe movie, Proof of Life, and 
I thought it was a great theme for mainly the last three matches because before I want to get it, I don't want to be so negative about this because, again, we are 11 points. We are leading La Liga. It's definitely trending that we're going to win and clinch La Liga sooner than later. But I'm really having some questions and doubts about Xavi as a coach. What are kind of your first thoughts after this Hitafe match and maybe the last three matches, especially after the Clasico? I think Hitafe in general genuinely gives me the fear every season. Hitafe away. And I, I put something in the WhatsApp group today and, you know, it was kind of 75% joking, but it's an awful place to go no matter what. So I think if you if you're asking me about the, this game in isolation, I'd probably just dismiss it and say it is what it is. We got out of there, no harm done, we'll move on. The, the fact that it's a couple of games now where we've just looked so impotent up front just really concerns me. And I think there's a lot that I say lots. There are some mitigating factors, but the long and short of it is in the last three games, we've looked awful pretty much all over the pitch. And that's that's concerning. So my crib notes would be that I'm nowhere near levels of concern about Chaffee, but I've got concern about a lot of players in this squad currently. And that was a tough watch today. Again, yeah, it was it was really tough. And that's the thing is we know you know, especially watching Barca in the last 10 years, especially regardless of what team we rolled out, playing at Hitafe has always been a tough place. And like you said, mm. this match in isolation, I would say, yes, it's away at Hitafe. Let's get the points and move. But I'm kind of looking at the last three matches, especially, you know, with the Classico included. And I guess my main concern with Xavi right now is that you're never going to have your full 11. So how do you navigate those times, especially like, for example, right now that we have FDJ and Pedri out, who are definitely our top two midfielders. How do you make those adjustments? What coaching adjustments do you make to get more potency in the attack? Because like you said, it's been impotent. No goals. You know, Girona 0-0, Hitafe 0-0, and getting shut out against Madrid. And more importantly, it's not about that it's no goals. It's almost just no lack of danger in the attack, mm -hmm. like no opportunities. And as I put in Twitter and WhatsApp, I don't even know if these players are practicing with each other because every time they're doing a counter or they're trying to link up play, it feels as though they're playing on a Sunday league for the first time. I don't know. Those are just kind of my thoughts that I've been really just chomping at the bit about this. I just I don't know what is going on in these training sessions, film sessions, because I don't see it translated at all in the games. Well, I think the starting point and not to be too crude about it, but you can only piss with a prick you've got, right? And that's where Xavi has to start, is that he, he's, you know, he's lost the heart of his midfield and they're two incredible players. So I think Sergio Roberto and Sergio Busquets have had more game time than I think any of us would like, but I, I get it. I really get it. And so from that perspective, the, the, the heart of it and the two players that seem to have attracted the most criticism recently have been those two, maybe Lewandowski thrown in, but I think the midfield I can understand... What I'm really struggling with in the last three games is the is the front three. But where I where I, I think disagree with you slightly is that there isn't people on paper that I'm looking at on the bench thinking, well, why are you playing Rafinha instead of X? Why are you playing Ferran instead of X? Why are you playing Fatty instead of X? If you look at Lewandowski, and again, I maintain that, the, that how deep he's having to drop in order to link play up, and he's doing a good job of it. Lewandowski is doing a great job of being a big striker up front, but he's got no one near him, and, he, and it's wasted because that's not the player he is. He's you know, he's doing the horrible part of the game better than he should be, but he's not doing the part that we pay him for because he's not he's not further up at the pitch. So my concern isn't with Xavi. 
my concern is how are we in a position where we've got Ferran, Ansu Fati, Rafinha, Lewandowski. We've got four strikers who would be, by anyone's definition, elite level footballers. And yet they can't they can't find each other on the pitch. They can't beat a defender. They can't run into a channel. That's my biggest concern. And I, I, the only thing I would say about Xavi today, which completely baffled me, was the the Alba Balde scenario. I yeah. do not understand what the thinking was behind that. The thing is, I'm not trying to say, you know, obviously I understand with the roster limitations and so forth. And that's why I kind of mm. want to see a little outside the box thinking or just trying the youth movement. At least it gives a little hope you know i don't know anything because as of right now especially after the world cup the attack has been really loose you know if you take the lj match you know with that four nothing victory it's been a real struggle and more importantly it's just how do we get the ball in the box and how are we looking mm -hmm. to attack you know and yeah. again you know take the the roster you know i'm i'm on board with you but like for example like rafinha today again it's the same things i just don't know what he does really well and a lot yep. of times he just loses the ball too much for my liking again and there's just not enough opportunities for me to forgive the mistakes that he does and how loose he is with the ball and those are those are really just really quick things that I'm looking at on face you know on face value with this match mm -hmm. and again you know I was joking in the WhatsApp group I would love to see a 4-2-4 just to you know get crazy you know kind of a thing mm -hmm. I'm not saying we have to abandon the 4-3-3 but Man, it just doesn't look as though there's any type of tactical adjustments on how we're going to try to get the goal. It's just like, okay, we just need to try harder. Like, I feel like that is just the kind of emphasis on this coaching. And that's where I'm concerned with Xavi's coaching right now. Mm. See, I don't, I disagree. And my, my concern here is that I'm going to come across as a bit of a fanboy. And, and I don't think I am. Like, I certainly know how I perceive I am. Maybe I am, but to me, I, I don't look at anything we're doing tactically in general. A minus, minus today's. Balde Alba thing. I, I don't understand the thinking, but I generally aren't looking at anything we're doing tactically or anything that's coming back to us tactically and think, oof, we've got this wrong. What I am looking at is a lot of players that are doing, in theory, what they should be doing, but doing it terribly. And my struggle would be to say, or my, my, my reluctance would be, sorry, to say, oh, well, it has to be coaching because at, at the level of football that they are, and the positions that they're playing, none of them are really playing out of position. You can't tell me that Rafinha at this stage of his career, playing at the level he's played at, still needs to be told that when you cut back and then cut back and then cut back again and then cut back again, you've probably gone one too far. Like that, a manager, a manager at this level shouldn't have to say that. If you're looking at um, Ferran and saying, if you don't think you can beat your man, pass the ball, like that shouldn't be coaching. So, I understand that we aren't looking particularly innovative. I genuinely, I genuinely am going to struggle to put it past the players. I think they're all doing on paper what they're doing. They're just doing it horrifically. And, th and that's where I am. And, and I haven't seen anything that, that, that makes me think otherwise. What I would say is that um, I think it, may, it leads to a big, big, big summer because what do you do with these players? You know, yeah, Rafinha, yeah. do you do do you really cut your losses after one season? Have you seen enough to do either way? I I haven't. I couldn't tell you what the rest the best move for him is. And I know, a but few the, players the, in that is, board, this, I think this is the thing: is that with this off season, you have to think worst case scenario that we're going to have the mm -hmm. same plantilla for next season. Mm -hmm. So that's what that's how I'm looking at this coaching because how are you going to squeeze all the juice you can out of this team? Because we can always say that 
you know, we're going to make some reinforcements. But from what we're looking at, and the point is that Gavi and Arahu still are unsigned because they cannot get under the contracts and stuff. It's a mm-hmm. dire situation with what is mm-hmm. happening with our player contracts. So to think that we're going to just all of a sudden just bring players at a higher level on really crazy salaries, that's an impossibility that we have to get yeah, in mind. Yeah. And I need to just – I want to put it out there that like you have to think of this team as maybe one or two players coming in next season, and they not may not be world elite players. It's just going to be for depth because that's what we can afford, and that's how I'm looking at it as worst-case scenario. Now, when I'm looking at – like you had a great word there, innovation. And to me, I'm not saying that you have to tell Rafinha not to cut it back five times, this type of thing. But it, again, I just don't understand – what is going on on how they're trying to score a goal? It looks as though everyone is doing their own individual thing. Mm-hmm. It looks as though as they're trying to do tryouts for some sort of coach that they're trying to make it. And by doing this, they're just not linking up. And I'm just yeah. I'm flabbergasted that as we put in the WhatsApp group, you're telling me that Dembele is the only player that can link up with Lewandowski. I just I'm 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 beyond this, you know. And that's why I'm having the issue. And you know, when we you know again tactics and all this stuff. I don't know if just maybe flooding the midfield more, you know, because I'm just trying to think outside the box because at this point you're banging your head against the wall that you aren't scoring goals. And ultimately that's what you're trying to do. So how do you, again, I just want to see something. And like you said, the Jordi Alba thing, I just don't get it because Jordi Alba doesn't score goals. Of course. Yeah. He's fast. And maybe he passes here, but again, you're telling me that he is more, innovative in his attack than Ansu Fati. I just I just can't do that. You know? Yeah, I found I found that really weird. Did a bit a bit of a bit of a tangent here, but it does have a point, I promise. All right. Did you see the did you watch any of the boxing last night? So Joe Joyce no. for Shang. Is, so, is boxing still a sport? I didn't know that. Oh, it's incredible. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yesterday yesterday the Joe Joyce was fighting. Now Joe Joyce is quite a is quite a big name in, in British boxing. And he got stopped after six rounds because he basically just stood in front of this guy and let him and legitimately just let him punch him in the face. And the commentators were saying throughout, like, you've got to do something different. For the last four rounds, he's just hit you in the face. Move. And I kind of felt like that's where we were today, which is that we had a plan, presumably. But at what point At what point do you realize the plan's not working? However, I still come back to the same problem, which is if you look at it and say, right, this isn't working, how do I change it? I still look at the bench and I think we've got players either doesn't fancy or players that, and I, and I, know, that, I, I know that our WhatsApp group split on this. It, it's sort of it's circa 50 50 the split that we've got and that, so obviously you know people beyond that group i don't know when, where they are but i imagine it's probably not too dissimilar which is we aren't comfortable enough in the league that you can just throw kids on i'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure i'd fancy putting some untested kids into a taffy away for example that's a horrible place to play football with the lack of space and the long grass and etc 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 so i do genuinely look around and think who who do you put on to change the game but yeah, the concern is coming back to exactly what you just said, which is we don't have the money to go and replace all these players. So I think, I, I don't know what the fix is, but you've just got to expect more from the players. And if I was Chavi, yeah. that's exactly where I'd be. I'd be like, you, you, you're not on insignificant wages. You've played at a very high level of football. You have to be better than this. And I, and I don't know what the fix is. I don't think it's kids, not yet. I don't think it's superstars because we can't do that. I don't, I don't know what it is. And I don't think it's changing the manager. Yeah, yeah, and this this is the hardest thing because it's a little bit of everything, and not just one thing, right? Where you can yeah. just say it's this player, take him out. That's what it's happening, and that's yeah. the biggest problem. Everyone has an opinion about this, and like you said, everyone's split, and it's really difficult because you know I have my opinion. Like I, 
want to do a little bit more creative offensively mm-hmm. formated formations. You want to be a little bit more keeping to the style. And again, we don't know what is better because, again, like yeah. you said, you have a great point, right? The league is not completely put away where we can just go with the full youth. And again, like you said, I, I totally agree maybe, but again, you got to get Pablo Torre more than five minutes. You know, this is, this is the time. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, like that's little the things one, like this nitpack. Yeah. That, that's the one player. Up. That is the one player that I look at and think uh, maybe like what, what I don't think you can do is throw kids out of Barca B that have played, you know, 25 minutes of football in the Copa del Rey. And yeah. They might train every day, but it's very, very different. I mean, you look yeah, at where yeah. Arsenal are now. Arsenal were flying. They've had two or three yeah, draws. Yeah. They should have been wins. And everyone's like, oof, they're not going to win the league. Um, so, you know, there's far too much risk, but I think Pablo Torre is, is one for sure. 100%. Um, especially today, especially today. I mean, when Sergio Roberto got injured, uh, Eric Garcia was not the change. It was no, not the no. change. Um, but yeah. I think there's just so much nervousness. And and again, the, the the challenge that you have when we're analyzing this, you know, we've sat here through some great days and some dark days. The challenge when you look at this is we're 11 points clear, man. I know. But for the last the last three games is not is not looking like a side that it, it looks like we're going to limp over the line rather than you know let's get this wrapped up. Five or six games to go. Throw the kids in. Let's bleed some people. Let's have a bit of a let's rest some legs. I, I, my, my concern is that one or two more ground out draws and all of a sudden it's like oh, we can't do any of that we've got to just get over the line and but the league ultimately no matter what we do this season we don't you know we're all cool ears, man we all want the best for this club and it's an entertainment sport so we all want to be entertained this season that there's nothing bigger that we can do than win the league just just for yeah, all yeah, of the financial yeah. ramifications that it brings and so that must it must be an awful way of working for Xavi where he can't be happy with what he's seeing he's, he's, he's a very intelligent man for he sure, can't be happy sure. with what he's seeing but I guess there's one objective and one objective alone, but that's not going to make me enjoy the fact that I spent two hours of my Sunday watching that for us <laughs> today. And that's the challenge we've all got, you right? Know, the, the good news is that Frankie Young and Pedri are going to come back and that'll give a, you know, a, a much needed bolt. Are they to, back next week? I believe so. And also with no more midfield, more, you know, mid week games as much that's mm. going to help with not before the recovery time, of this team exactly so the last thing i want to hit on this match and just kind of in general before we move on to uh players that we think barca should look into is the lewandowski conundrum because again um since the world cup he has not looked what we have paid for you know and mm-hmm. i told you a couple episodes ago that i wanted him to really show the goods against madrid and classico and just be a presence you know be the the, the talisman that we want him to be. And ultimately yeah. he's just not delivering on the goals. And more importantly, he just looks, obviously we know he has a back injury, which is terrible because, you know, if anyone that's had a back injury, you know, just, you know, trying to pick up something is terrible, let alone trying to score goals. I mean, I'm really nervous about this, uh, Craig, because, you know, is this a trend that he has cooked or is this just a blip in the career? I see you shaking your head, but I, I just don't know because what if, what if he's done? Like, what if he's done and we're stuck with him with this? I don't see it. Guy, no? I, don't, don't see I, I don't, I don't know. I don't see it. And I think you, your wording was really interesting. And I think if you said, is this the player that we're paying our money for? I would say no, I would, but I would, I, I would challenge it and say, is he playing the game that he's played his entire career? And I would say, no, look how deep he's having to drop. Look at how much donkey work he's doing. But, but you, but I don't think and you're, you're going to say, yeah, but, don't do that, but I just don't see how we can. I think at the minute he is the only threat that we've got, and we've got no one going beyond him. 
We've got no one stretching the pitch and getting the ball behind the channel. We played one We played one decent ball behind, I would say, today, and we put one decent cross in, which was a decent header, and, you know, he's unlucky. The thing is, though, you probably get, normally you'd be expecting maybe three or four of them a game, and, you know, we, we just aren't creating chances. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing that would make me happy if the messy rumours are true is that that will, by definition, force Lewandowski higher up the pitch because yeah. someone will be able to occupy that space between the lines. No one is. now. Clearly, clearly, someone must have been doing that. And to me, it's a case of actually, you probably had Pedri and Frankie De Jong both just taking up them spaces. We seem to have Busquets deep at the minute. We've got Kessio, I really like, by the way. I've heard some noise about is he good enough? Like, he's exactly the sort of guy we need in our 23 man squad, whatever it is. You've got Kessie, and then you've just got Gavi that's just buzzing around, picking up yellows here, here oh, there, yeah. and everywhere. Like, I, I love him, but he's, you know, he he's not, he's not taking positions up to yeah, yeah, yeah. break lines. He's doing a completely different job. So when you've got those three or any combination that doesn't include Pedro or Frankie Young, in my opinion, we just don't break lines. If you're a centre-half, you know, if you're Camavinga out playing playing at a full-back position and you've got nothing running beyond you, are you clear that up all day long? If that was coming at us, we'd be loving life. And, that, and that's forcing Lewandowski deep. We've seen Messi have to do it. We've seen um, at times we've bring Luke De Jong on to do it. In the past few years, we've had this where when things go against us, our striker comes back, he comes deep and tries to influence the player from there. Lewandowski isn't that player. He's, he's not that person. So the question that I would throw back into the ether would be, so what do you do? Do you say, don't do that, be the player you are, and then if we don't get chances to you, case or are? Or do you say, fair enough, you keep coming back, keep trying to influence the player, and eventually something might come of it. My gut feeling, my gut feeling is, tells me that you say, we've signed you to be a number nine, be a number nine, and if the players can't get it into the box, that's their problem. My concern, and I say this a lot, is that to our fan base, see that I think he starts getting pelters but then he's pretty much there anyway so if it was me I'd be saying play play the position that you play and just don't worry about it if we keep losing balls in the middle and out wide someone else's problem but that makes me sound like a, a big kind of apologist for his performances but if you look <laughs> at the work he's doing he's putting a shift in just as much as anyone else but no 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 you know, I'm not I'm he's not, camped I'm... on the edge of our centre circle and yeah, it's just yeah, not yeah. right man I know I know I'm not I'm not I'm not questioning his shift you know of what he's doing it's more we've had more than eight games of him trying to go to the middle with zero effectiveness, right? Like it's, yeah, it's not like that. So that's why I would just say, go do your job, go push the pocket, be the number nine that you are. And if we can't get to the ball to you, like that is an issue, right? That's the I other agree. thing that is with Rafinha. That's driving me crazy with Lewandowski's. He cannot give him proper service inside. And also it's a combination of just lack of movement up there. You know what? Yeah. I just, you know, they're so static up there. It's so easy to defend when they're not on the counter, you know, go on. Actually today, the one thing I would say about that absolute hovel of a stadium that they're playing <laughs> is that the angle where the TV gives a really good perspective because of the, the height, the height's pretty grim to watch football, but it's yeah, really yeah. good to watch movement. Do you know what I mean? It's it's kind of it's a, it's a weird. See. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a, it's a weird level for a camera because of how the stadium's set up. But I don't know if you if you saw it today. But the amount of times that players will have to check runs, Lewandowski did it a lot. Kounde did it a lot. I'm surprised he didn't throw his toys out the pram halfway through that game. The amount of runs that he made into space for the switch and just wasn't getting found, and that was really obvious today. So I, so I think movement. I don't think movement's the problem. I think there was a lot of movement. What there wasn't was a lot of vision to find those runs. The amount of times that we would have to check and come back was scary, and that that's the bit that's concerning me. And, and to me, that all hinges on the wide players is that if if we've got a number nine, you've got to give them service. 
and they're just not getting it. And it, I think I, I'm in total agreement with you, by the way. I would say go and, go and do your job and let other people con be, be concerned about it. But then, you know, he's a, he's a senior figure in the team. You know, he's, he's yeah. yeah, we, yeah. We'd, we'd, all, we'd also like him to be the person that says, well, if it's not working, let me go and try and um, influence the player. Let me go and try and, you know, set a good example, blah, 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 blah. But I think it's actually being counterproductive. Yeah, yeah. To me, I just need him to be in the box and just – in yeah. that moment, if the ball comes to his feet, convert that because that's ultimately what yeah. we need, you know. And I think there's going to be more opportunities on that end rather than him coming to the center playmaking and trying to go through and give and go, whatever. So, anyway, with that, we'll put a cap on that because, mm -hmm. again, uh, we are 11 points. You know, there is a lot, you know, we just want to be entertained and also win, right? I mean, that's why we love this club and we're just lacking that right now. So, yeah. I proposed this topic and I think we're going to do this for the next episodes. Is Players that Barcelona should scout, especially as we talked about with the salary issues that are going to happen this summer. And I put it out to you. I said, players in secondary European leagues, you know, so like Ligue 1, uh, Eredivisie, this type of, of leagues, players under 24 and under 25 million transfer, because that's ultimately the players that we need to start really focusing on, uh, especially in this salary cap hell. So I'm going to go first. And the first player I picked especially after just talking about Lewandowski is that we have never had a really true youngster that we brought in as a true number nine. And so I put this out to Twitter and someone responded to me to check out this player and I checked them out, checks all the boxes I'm looking for. Of course, you know, take this with a grain of salt of his performance in league. Oh, but this is Florian Balogun and he is a center forward for Stade Rems in the French division who are currently eighth with 47 points. Was born in New York, but he represents the U21 of England. He's on loan from Arsenal, 21 years old, 1.78 meters, 5'8 for those in the US. And more importantly, the stats of the season so far, Craig, 30 appearances, 18 goals, three assists on a 25 million transfer fee. Now, obviously, I have never heard of this player, really. He wasn't been on my radar. I did some light YouTube research. Obviously, take that with a grain of salt because obviously it's a mixtape. I get that. But what I look at more importantly is when I'm looking at the mixtape, too, is not just the goal scoring conversion, but also the movement. And what I like about this player for a Barca, you know, especially as a sub player, is two things. You bring him in the summer. I know a lot of teams are after him. So I'm, I'm just going on basis of what his transfer value is right now, 25. I think he would be a great protege for Lewandowski to understand the movement of number nine. And he would be a great number nine to come in for the last 10 to 15 minutes to give that extra push that you need at the end of matches to spell Lewandowski, who is 35 years old. Have you heard of this player? Do you know anything about him? What do you think? What do you think of, of my choice here? I don't know anything about him. Can I just double check? You say he's a number nine and he's five, yes. eight. Yes, that's the, okay. So this is the thing. So, Yes, he is a on the short end. However, what he lacks in height, he is physical, and he does not get knocked off the ball as easily as you think. And he's speedy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think if we as a club can get in the habit of having players sitting and learning, you know, the, the NFL do a great job of it. Um, or maybe that I'm saying that because I'm a Packer and I'm trying to make myself feel better. But the NFL do a great job of saying, we're going to draft players, sit them, and let them learn. Um, I think as a as a club, Barcelona don't really do that. We, you know, 
we we wait until the shit truly hits the fan and then we go right panic buy um you know i think it's very rare that we've been able to switch that around i think the last one to properly do was probably sergi busquets to be fair where it was just an obvious success at the throne they, they came in life was great um so i think that that sounds really interesting um you said he's american but he's playing for england yeah yeah so he's american born but he's playing for england yeah the and... England, I hate to say it, but the English uh, age setups are really well run. So that's going to be a good education. I mean, I hope he never wins a trophy because he's English. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's a good setup to come from as well. So he's obviously going to be in good hands. And that's a tough league to play in as well. That's a physical yeah. league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing I like about Ligue 1 is it's really a great one-to-one that you can see how a player does with Ligue 1. And I feel it's a good translation into how they're doing La Liga, you know, because mm-hmm. like you said, Ligon is way more physical, I would say tech than technic technical ability. And in La Liga, the technical ability is really high and it's not as physical as the Premier League, we know. So if you can survive the physicality of Ligon and have the wherewithal to be technical enough and be really clinical in front of goal, I think that is uh, really great attributes. And what I was watching, the thing I liked most about him is the instinct that he has at the top of the box. He doesn't need to be always inside you know, you know, two meters away from the goal. He does a lot of his shooting from the edge of the box, which, you know, I love. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. I love that because as a former forward, being on top of the box, I felt I always had good angles to score and to be try to aim for the corners as much as I could. And I feel like Balogun does that very well. And so I think he would be, you know, when I look at his profile, I think he would just be a great summer transfer to learn on Lewandowski and hopefully take some of that pressure and rain. If we need it, if we need Lewandowski to have a break, we bring in Florian and he comes in and does a job. Cause right now we don't really have anyone that can do that. And someone that Kool-Aid's will be inspired for, for the future, you know? Yep. Nice. No, I like it. I like, I like, I, like, I don't know anything about the player, um, but I love the, th- I love the thinking behind it. And if we can get in that habit, as I say, all in. Last and last thing on him is the only thing is obviously he is on he's Arsenal's property. And the other thing I heard and looking at the news is that there are more than 10 clubs interested because of obviously when you have that mm. goal to game appearance ratio, that's going to get get you noticed for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So who do you got? So with my thing, I kind of took a different approach to you. Uh, and as I was saying before, we press record today, I. I didn't want to say anyone I hadn't watched extensively um, just because I just, I, I like the idea of being able to back up my argument really. Um, so I had a couple of players in mind. Um, one was um, Alistair Johnston, who's current Celtic right back. Canadian, Canadian looks very good, a bit raw still, but he'll develop. And, I, and, and then I was like, nah, he's just signed. I don't think it'll happen. The second one I looked at was um, again, uh, Rio Hatate, who I don't know if you remember him from against the Celtic first Madrid plays at Celtic. He's not. He's he's twenty five, so he wouldn't have quite fit the criteria. But he is. He's going to be a superstar somewhere. I just don't know where. Um, and I would say the reason I didn't go for him uh, was because I think midfield actually, when people are fit, we're we're okay. At the minute, we're having a real problem with injuries. I actually think the midfield's good, good age group, good profiles, etc. So what? Who I've gone for? Long story short, is Ben Dork currently at Liverpool? Are you aware of Ben Dork? Nope. So Ben Dork um, again. You're going to spot a trend. But Ben Doak was at Celtic. Ben Doak was at Celtic and broke into the first team. 
um, and looked very, very good. And then because of the legislations here with obviously youth players and stuff, Liverpool came in and signed him for um, for a decent fee, to be fair. He he plays all across the front three. Um, I think he will do a bit of a, he will do a bit of a messy um, positionally. Be very careful. I'm not saying he's going to be messy, but he's in, in the sense of at the minute he's playing out wide a lot. But I think he'll find himself going into the into the middle. And again, I'm I'm not comparing talent here per se. Um, Liverpool clearly see a big player in him because they, they spent more money than you'd expect on someone of that age. Um, but I think the one player he reminded me of when I first saw him come through, and I've seen him quite a bit in, in Liverpool's youth team as well because of the Champions League, youth Champions League, is a touch of the win, Rooney's. A good touch for a big fella, very strong, um, very fast. Um, basically, only knows how to play in one direction, and that's forward. And if I look at where our squad is at the minute, going back to what we just said about wide players, I think the biggest thing that we're missing from our wide players is at least one of them that gets the ball and turns and runs. Yeah. And it does two things. Number one, it creates chances for the people. But number two, it takes defences back. Right now, we're allowing defences to sit very high against us, putting two, sometimes three, if they're playing a five or, or a sitter, on Lewandowski, again, not being an apologist, but he has consistently got two or two men or more on him and it'll push it'll push them back. Samietti used to give defenders nightmares yeah, in the yeah. space for other people. Pedro, again, I've not seen many know, players better. They're making defenses just go, oof, I don't fancy this. I'm going to give him three yards, which means in order to not get off to in order to make sure your offside trap stays somewhat similar, everyone else drops back. And I think this lad could be it. My gut feeling, if we're doing this for real, is that Liverpool don't sell him. Yeah, uh, pretty much any price. Um, but if we can find another player of that mould, I think we should be looking for him. I know it's easy said and done, but Ben Doak genuinely, I think, will. I'm, in fact, I'm going to call it. He's Scottish. Ben Doak will break the Scottish scoring record. But I think you, you brought up a great point there, right? Is the turn and burn? You know, sometimes you just yep. need that just to have the defense think about those issues. You know, and I and I think about that with Madrid right now with Vinicius, right? For example, I don't know if you heard this quote over um, Wednesday night or Thursday night that Frank Lampard, Lampard said, we didn't realize Vinicius was that fast. Are you kidding me? Are you think, kidding me, right? In fairness to Frank Lampard's intellect, it's not particularly high. <laughs> yes, so. I know, I know. But the thing is, right, the reason why we have to adjust our back four against Vinicius is because of the turn and burn speed that he possesses. Correct. And Yes, Rahu has had more success than failure against Vinicius, which is great. But when you watch Vinicius against other teams, you see the fear that they have to always think about that going over the top and especially post 45th minute when your legs mm -hmm. aren't as fresh, right? And we, like you said, with Pedro, he wasn't the fastest player, but he took his chances to go down to the corner and make sure that you had to run and chase him to do that. And we just don't have a player. Maybe Balda, you can say at times, and maybe hopefully he gets a little bit more freedom to do that and he'll be able to drive that. But we just don't have that, especially also, I would, you know, currently right now as the midfield stance, we don't have anyone that takes anyone on. Maybe Frankie De Jong, you would say, yes, does that, but he's injured. But anyone else right now currently does not take anyone onto this field. That's it. And the other has. thing it does, the other thing it does, and Vinicius is a great example of it, is that it takes it takes that center half away as well, and the person like, the person that benefits most from Vinicius being in that team is Benzema because Correct. it means that Benzema just sits in a spot Correct. where you'd want Lewandowski. And when I said Benzema always there, and you said tapping, absolutely, absolutely. The reason it's a tapping is because he's able to get in between. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's able, I know. He's able to get in front. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not like I'm just saying that doesn't happen 
if those can just go narrow, shut up, shut, because there's no one getting beyond them, it, it makes that centre-half do something different. We used to absolutely love the fact that PK would go and cover for in, in behind Puyol or, um, you know, you don't, but you don't want to defend a covering if you can help it. Yeah. The minute you get pace on the side and you take that centre half out to cover, yeah, it looks great on camera and the sliding tackles are brilliant, but you've you've fundamentally your defence has had to shift in a way you don't want it to. Right now, I can't remember the last time we made a defence look truly ragged. Um, and so a play like that could be could be massively important. And I think that's that's what we would need to do for, for Lewandowski. Ultimately, we either need to get people that are going to go in behind, and that means he can pick up that space at the kind of penalty spot edge of the box, um, or we need to put someone much, much, much more creative behind him, a la Messi, a la a proper kind of, a proper 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. And let and let, and let them, you know, bring people out so that he can go and take space. And behind at the minute, we're letting defences camp just on the edge of the 18-yard box, maybe 20, 25 yards, and just stay there. It's yeah. Depressing. I mean, that's, that's the thing that we are ultimately missing with Dembele. But again, you know, with Dembele, you know the success rate is very low because of how loose with the ball, even though yeah. he drives and uses his speed. Yeah. yeah, and he, he does, he does half of it incredibly well. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is you just need him to be more consistent and then he'll even be more lethal because right now, you know, who are you taking Vinicius or, or Dembele? Oh, you take Vinicius in a heartbeat. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. Unfortunately. I mean, that's, that's how I feel too, because yeah. right now, when Vinicius gets the ball on that flank, you know something's going to happen, and mm-hmm. he's not going to lose the ball as often as Dembele, where Dembele mm-hmm. is just really loose, loosey-goosey, even though Dembele is probably maybe a little bit faster. If we were doing a 40-yard dash, maybe a little bit faster than Vinicius, but Vinicius... Do you know what's, what do you know what's think? really interesting? Now, you said that's really interesting. Remember hearing an old Gallagher quote when he was asked if the Oasis would reform, and he said, why would we reform? Every year that we're not together, we get better in people's eyes. Like, people <laughs> now think we were unbelievable. And it's like, it's true, right? That, you know, nostalgia does funny things to people. Um, and I think what's been really interesting for Dembele, just in isolation, just as a throwaway comment, is that the longer he's sat injured on the bench and watch Rafinha, Ferran and Nansu Fati be unable to cross a ball, Correct. the more you go, ah, is he that bad? Ah, yeah, yeah, is he yeah. that wasteful? Now, the answer is yes, he is. But to your point, if he's as wasteful of the rest, but he's doing the other half, yeah. well, on balance, I take him. And you know, I bet he sat there thinking, man, this injury didn't come at the worst time for me as an yeah. individual. Um, and he, cause, and cause he also has point, he also has the best link up with Lewandowski. It looks the most fluid when they have to on relative terms, on counts, like... right? And so yeah. those are the two things. So, like you said, I mean, that's a great point. The nostalgia, you're just kind of, oh man, you know, if Dembele's out there, at least he puts a little bit more pressure with Rafinha. I don't know if you saw just to kind of close the episode when Rafinha got subbed out and he hits the the top, and it's like, man, score. Like, what are we doing here? You know, like, come on. Like, you look yourself in the mirror here. You know, yes, you put yeah, an effort, yeah. you put a shift in. But, you know, how, you know, like like we talk about, being an elite level player and a superstar player is about consistency, right? It's not about the flashes against Elche. It's about the consistency. You know, as my friend always says, on a Tuesday night at Stoke, right? A okay. Sunday afternoon at Hitafe, right? How are you going to be consistent? And ultimately carry the team when you absolutely needs to. And that's where we, we are looking for Rafinha yeah. because he has flashes. But yeah. if, on, it, if it was about one game in 10, if it was about yeah, one yeah. game in 10, those two Hitafe players that were at Barca would still be on our team. Because you know what? One game in 10, Munir would turn up. One game in 10, Alenya would look decent. One game yeah. in 10, Ricky Pooja would look all right. One game yeah, in 10, yeah. and so on, and so on, and so on. I yeah, completely yeah. agree. You know, yes, Rafinha's got a couple of big moments this season. But on balance... He's been dreadful, and on balance, he's not in any position to make that reaction at all. Like, if yeah. uh, fair play for the 
I don't know what the word is. The I mean, I don't I don't know what I don't know how you describe that. I mean, there's kind of believing in yourself and then there's just outright stupidity and he's straying towards the second for me if he thinks that he deserved to be on that pitch. I think that's two games in a row that he's lucky you've stayed the minutes he did. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But there we go. All right. Well, good choices. Uh I'm you know, I think we should submit this to the board because I don't know if they're actually really scouting any like I liked I, I was looking up your player. My only concern with him is just the cost. You know, obviously being at Liverpool, I don't know if Liverpool. Yeah, it's un, it's it's un, it's, un, it's unrealistic. But yeah, if we yeah. can find a version of him, yeah, um, uh, I think that's what we need. I, I was yeah, more yeah. basing it on who do I think we need rather than him. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, quick program, you know, for next Monday, I'm going to be on vacation, so no Enjoy. episode next Monday. My parents are coming to visit for the first time since the pandemic, so looking forward to that. We're going to Malaga and Granada, oh, and. Nice. Troy will have an episode for Wednesday and Remy on Friday getting ready for the match this weekend. They've been doing a great job uh, adding some new voices to Barca Talk, which has truly been awesome to listen to their insights. So, um, yeah, so no episode next Monday for us, and then we'll come back after that. So, Craig, thanks for joining me after Pleasure your epic run. <laughs> slow, <laughs> slow and not very far run, but I appreciate the sentiment. Thank you. Have a good week. We'll talk soon. Take care. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.